Soita Daf Yud Gimel Amadalev, page thirteen, side A. Vayimeres and Miriam was saying in prophecy, Asida imi sheteled bein shemeshias Yisrael, that my mother is destined to give birth to a son who will be saving and helping the Jews. Vechayvan shenelad Moshe, once Moshe was born, Nismali kol habayis kula oyir, the entire house filled with light, and they understood that actually the savior of the Jews was born. Um, so Amram, her father of Miriam, stood up and kissed her on her head. And Omar he said to her, My daughter, your prophecy has become fulfilled that a savior of the Jews will be born. But after they placed him into the uh, river, um, ad ovio, so her father stood up with Tvocha al Roshan banged her on her head Omarlah. My daughter, where is your prophecy? Because he thought he's going to die in the river. And this is what it says in the Pasik. That his sister stood from a distance to see what is going to happen to him so that it was specifically she that stood to see since she was uh, confident that he will be saved and she stood there what is going to be at the end with her prophecy that she prophesied we learned in the Mishnah that Yosef Yosef married her to bury his father so the Gemara explains different aspects of Yaakov's burial. And the Gemara asks, Why is it in the beginning when they went up to bury Yaakov? They Egyptians. Um, so first it talks about the Mitzrim uh, before Yosef and his brothers. Because the Pasuk Dixiv, first it says, aviv. So first it says, that Yosef went up to bury his father. So all the servants and slaves of Pari went up together with Yosef, etc. And afterwards it says, uh, Only afterwards the Pasuk talks about all Yosef's family, his brothers and his father's household. But on the way back, why is it different on the end, on the way back from the burial? So then they write first about, then they uh, come, Yosef and his brother come before the Egyptians, because first it says, Yosef Yosef returned to Egypt, him and his brother, and afterwards it says, all those that went up with him to bury his father, so they came afterwards, that's the Egyptians, so that is the opposite as they went out in the beginning, the Gemara answers of Rabbi Yechanan, Says Rabbi Yechonah, but in the beginning, before they have seen the Egyptians, seen the honor of the Israel, they did not conduct themselves with honor towards the Bnei Israel, and therefore they went out before them. But after Yaakov's burial, they saw their honor. They conducted with them in honor, and they allowed them to go ahead and return before them. The Gemara explains what is the honor that they saw about Yisrael, the Ksiv. The verse says, On the other side of the Yardin, they came to the Goyren Ha'otod, and they eulogized there a great and a heavy eulogy. And Goyren Ha'otod means that it was a grain that was Me'otod.
So Goyren Ahotod is, is, has the meaning that it was a, a, a Goyren, there was a circle from Ahotod. Goyren Ahotod. So, V'chigoyren yesh lo'i ot lo'ot, V'chigoyren yesh lo'i lo'otod. Is there then a, a, a circle to uh, an Ahotod? In other words, do we gather Ahotodim crowns and make a circle of them? Therefore, over Rabbo, Rabbo says, this wasn't a uh, a goyden. Um, goyden is actually the granary. Do we actually, you know, in other words, do we make a granary out of these atodim, out of these uh, uh, out of these atodim? But rather, the place is called goyden haotod. That they surrounded. Crowns around the coffin of Yaakov, Kigoyden Zeh, uh, just like the uh, granary, Shemakifin Otod, in which you uh, surround with an Otod, which is a sort of a fence of thorns to keep it all around. Uh, so they surrounded like a fence with Kisorim uh, um, around the Yaakov's coffin. Who surrounded it? Shabo, Bnei Esau, Bnei Yishmael, Bnei Keturah, the sons of Esau, and the sons of Yishmael, and the sons of Keturah, came, and they gave honor to Yaakov. They hung their crowns on his uh, coffin. And the Egyptians that saw this honor, they too began to conduct with honor towards his children, towards Bnei Yisra. Tana, we learned in Abra Kulam, all of them, the sons of Esau, and the sons of Yishmael and the sons of Keturah, they came actually for war with the Bnei Yaakov, so that he should not be buried in the Maras Machpelah, in the uh, cave of the Machpelah. But once they saw Yosef's crown that was hanging on Yaakov's coffin, not Lukulam Kisrei, and they all took their crowns, and they hung it on the coffin of Yaakov. We learned in the Braises that there were 36 crowns that were hung on the coffin of Yaakov. They eulogized there a great and a very heavy eulogy. We learned in the Braises what was this great heavy eulogy that was done? That Afilu. Susim vafilu chamoyim. Even the horses and the donkeys became sad from the uh, passing of of Yaakov. The Gemara says, "Kevon shigil lemaras machpela." Once they reached to the cave of the machpela to bury Yaakov, also Esav, so Esav came. Kama Akiv, he was preventing them from burying them. Omer lahem, he said to the sons of Yaakov, "Mam re kiriyos arba yechevren." Mam re di. Kiri of Arba, the Kiri of Four is Hebron. But Rabbi Yitzchak and Rabbi Yitzchak said that the reason why the cave is called Kiriyas Arba, the Kiri of Four, because um, those that were buried in his Arba, Zugis Hoyu, they were four pairs. Odom Bechav Avram Besoro, Odom Bechav Avram Besoro, Yitzchak Berivka, Yitzchak Berivka, and Yaakov Aleyah. But when Yitzchak died, there was still two. Uh, Graves uh, that we too inherited, and since Ihu Kavra Leleya did he went and buried Leia in his section. 
that he became, that he got as inheritance. So Vahai the Paish, so the one that's left over, the D who belongs to me. Amrulay. So the Nayakov said, Zabinta, you sold your portion in the cave at the time that you sold the uh, firstborn rights. Amrulahu, so Asif said, Nihi de Zabinebiv Khairusa. Let it be true that I sold my portion of the firstborn, that I shouldn't get double in my inheritance. But she Tusa, the simple portion that I get as a simple son, Mizabina, did I sell that? Amru lay. So the son of Yaakov said, In, you also actually sold the uh, part of the uh, your simple portion that also could exceed. Because it's written in the Posse that Yaakov says to Yaisu, In the grave that I dug for myself in the land of Egypt, over there you bury me. So Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehitzadok, so Rabbi Yochanan says in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehitzadok, that this, that the Pasik says, Korisi ein kiro elo l'shoin mechira, that the kiro means a language of sale. The kiro that was sold to me, she came the krakayim koydim, krakayim koydim l'mechira kiro, so in the cities overseas, they call a sale, they call it Kira. So it turns out that you actually sold me that portion too. Amr Luhu, Saisav said, if I actually sold it to you, hopefully Garta, show the documentation. Show the document of sale on my portion of the motor. Amr Lehi, so the Yaakov says, Garta Ba'ara de Mitzrayim, the document is found in Egypt. So the brothers thought amongst themselves, Uman Nezel, so who's going to go to Bring it from Egypt. So they decided, Nazel, Naftali, Naftali should go because the Khalil Kayalta, because he goes quickly just like a uh, like an aisle. Quickly. The Ksiv, as it says, Naftali is a Yolo Shlucha, he's like a sent Ayil Hanoisein Imre Shofer. And we expounded upon this, Amr Al Tikre Imre Shofer. Don't read it as words of Shofer, Elo Imre Sefer, but the words of the documentation that he brought the document of sale from Egypt. The Gemara brings that at that time, Hushim, uh, which was braided Don, who was the son of Don, the son of Yaakov, Tomon Havo, he was there at the time of the sale. The Akidin lay Udna, and his ears were heavy from hearing, he couldn't hear well. Amr Luhu, so Hushim says to the Yaakov Maihai, why, uh, he couldn't, you know, he, uh, what was going on over there, he says, why are you delaying, what's the commotion, because they weren't bearing Yaakov, uh, why aren't you bearing Yaakov, Amr Leikom Akiv Hai, so they're saying, this guy, Esav, is preventing. Until Naftali will come from Egypt and bring along the document of sale for the space in the cave. Amr Luhu, so Chushim said to them, Until Naftali will come from Egypt, My father's father, which is Don's father, uh, which is Yaakov lying in shame. Shokal Kufa, so he, Chushim took a stick, Machia he hit Esav over the head and he killed him. And because of the hit, Nasrun Enoi, uh, the eyes of Esav fell out 
and they fell on the feet of Yaakov in the coffin. Paschino Yaakov So Yaakov opened his eyes, and he smiled. But I see this what it says: Yismach Tzadik, the Tzadik rejoices ki nokom because he's seen revenge. Pa'om of Yirchatz Bedam Harosha, and he will Pa'om of he will bathe in the blood of the evil. And therefore Yaakov was happy because he saw in the revenge that was revenged in Esau. And at that point the prophecy of Rivka has become fulfilled. Because the Apostlech says, Why should I lose you both in one day? Although that the death of Esau and Yaakov was not really in one day, because Yaakov died earlier, they brought him to there, and then this was uh, right there. But nevertheless, it's considered that she lost them both in one day. The burial, nevertheless, took place in one day. The Pesach says that Yesod went up to bury his father, and also when he returned, it says, after he buried his father. So the Pesach relates Yaakov's burial to Yosef. So the Gemara asks, how was it that the brothers allowed for him to take the name that he buried his father? If Yosef would not occupy himself with the burial, his brother would not have occupied himself to bury him. But the verse states, His son carried him to the land of Canaan. So it turns out that also the other brothers occupied themselves with Yaakov's burial. So why is it, how come they allowed that the burial should be called only on Yosef? The Gemara answers, Amru, the other brother said, Hanichu loi, that allow Yosef to occupy himself in the uh, burial of Yaakov more than us, because Kvoidei it is the honor of Yaakov that Yosef, who is the king, he should occupy himself with his burial. Yosef, that's more honor than he will be buried by ordinary people, which is themselves. So in the Mishnah we learn, Mi lonu godel mi Yosef, who can be to us greater than Yosef? That the only one who occupied himself was Moshe. Tano, Rabbonu, we learn that b'raisa. Boi ud'ei, come and see, kama chavivus mitzvahs al Moshe Rabbeinu, how dear mitzvahs al Moshe Rabbeinu. Shakol Yisrael kulam nisasku babiza. All Jewish people were occupied in the spoil from the Egyptians because they borrowed from them golden silver vessels and golden vessels. Vuhu nisasik ba mitzvahs. But Moshe occupied himself with mitzvahs about bringing up the coffin of Yosef. Shenemar, as the Posik says, chacham leiv, Yikach mitzvah is the smart of heart will take the mitzvah etc. cover. From where did Moshe Rabbeinu know where Yosef was buried so that he should take the balls from there? Amru, our sages say that Serach the daughter of Osher was left from that generation. Holach Moshe Etzla and Moshe went towards her, Amarlah. So Moshe says to Sarah, Kulum at Yudas Heichin Yosef covered. Do you have any idea where Yosef is buried? Amarlah, so she said to him, Orein Shel Mateches, a coffin made out of metal, which is very heavy. Osu Loi Mitzrayim, the Egyptians made for Yosef. 
ukvau benilus hanahar, and they set it in the Nile River. Uh, that is the Nile from which all of the land of Egypt drinks uses for drinking water. And the reason they did so is kidaisha is so that the waters should be blessed in the merit of Yosef. Holach Moshe, so Moshe went. Nilus. He stood on the edge of the Nile River. Omar Loi, and he said to him, Yosef, Yosef, Joseph, Joseph. The time that God has sworn has arrived. Shani that I'm going to redeem you. and it reached the time of the fulfillment of the promise Hashvua that you have made the Jewish people swear to bring you up to burial in the land of Eretz Yisrael, in the Holy Land. If you will show yourself so that we are able to fulfill the promise, then okay, but in love, if not, then we will be free, exempt from your oath, because the oath was only based that we should be able to fulfill it. Miyod Tsof Arena Shell Yosef. Immediately Yosef's coffin uh, uh, came to the uh, uh, on the waters of the river and Moshe took took it. And the Gemara the Bryce explains Valtitama Heich Barzil Tsof. how could a um, piece of metal float? because it says by the students of Elisha one was throwing in the beam and the metal fell into the water and then it says well my master who shall and that is shall where did it fall he showed him the place so he cut the wood and he threw there and the metal uh, floated. So we see that Elisha the prophet was able to float a metal on the water because Hashem does those uh, what those who fear him wish so Hashem did it for And therefore it's not a surprise why uh, how Moshe Rabbeinu was able to get Yosef's coffin that was in, buried in a metal, co- metal, metal coffin to float on the water because this is actually a Kavachaymer. Uma Alisha, since Alisha, who was only as Talmidish al a student of Elio, and Elio was Talmidish al Moshe, a student of Moshe, because the Torah of Moshe he taught to Elio. So we find that so Barzal Nilponov, that the metal floated in front of him, Nibna Moshe Rabbein Lachas Kambakam, in front of Moshe Rabbein for sure. Rabbi Nosen, Rabbi Nosen says that the Orin wasn't laying in the Nile. But the Kabamit. Shamalachim are you cover. The Aram wasn't laying in the Nile, but it was buried in the burial of kings. Kabarnit is the burial of kings. But Kabarnit Shamalachim are you cover. 
Holach Moshe Bo Menakar Bar Nitzel Melachim. So Moshe stood over the graveside of the kings in the place where they're buried. Oh my Yisus says Vigia Ish Nishma Kadosh Baruch Hu. The time that God swore Shani Goyel Aschem that I'm going to redeem you has come. Vigia Hashavua. The time for fulfilling the promise. Shishbat Es Yisrael that you made Dich Bnei Yisrael swear to bring up your bones. Imata Mara Azmach Hamutav. If you are going to show yourself, so we know which graves is yours, then fine. We'll take you. Vim love if not, that on the Melukim Shvascha we will be exempt from the Shvur because there's no way for us to fulfill it. But Yisus Shah at that time is Nazarene Shal Yosef, so the coffin of Yosef began to shake. So Moshe Rabbeinu was able to tell that that is the coffin. They told the Moshe Vietzli, so Moshe took it and brought it towards himself. The Chal Yisum Shanim Shal Yisrael Bamidbar, and during all those years that the Jews were in the Midbar, as they were going up to the land of Canaan. From the time they made the Aaron, they got the Torah in there. These two uh, boxes, one of the dead of Yosef's coffin, one of the divine, the uh, the Aaron, the box of the covenant in which the Luchas were, the the Aaron, is Mahalchim They would uh, go one with another, and they would pass and. Uh, uh, the, those who pass by, going back and forth, the people, Aimni will say, What is the uh, meaning of these two coffins? Amoru. So they said uh, to them, the Jewish people responded, One of them is of the deceased, once from the divine. The Gemara says, is it then the uh, custom of a uh, deceased to walk with the coffin that has the Shekhinah next to it? Amru, so the Jewish people responded to them, 